0: This is WRAL News, your number one source for local news.
1: We have several updates within the past hour, including the governor's plan to reopen North Carolina, an update from a Duke nurse on the front lines, and the president questioning one Republican governor's decision. Good evening, everyone. I'm Deborah Morgan. Thank you for joining us.
2: I'm Mark Boyle in the Live Center. Just getting some more information in from the White House as the briefing continues right here. Some of the takeaways... According to the president, he believes the Georgia governor, Brian Kemp, acted too quickly and is opening the state a little too soon we'll get to that in just a moment the president has signed the executive order halting immigration to the united states for 60 days so that now uh, has been signed also the cdc director here is encouraging americans to get the flu shot in the fall right now again we're watching these live pictures come in from the white house i want to get to the president's sound though that he talked about in terms of georgia and opening businesses back up take a listen I told the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, that I disagree strongly
0: with his decision to open certain facilities which are in violation of the phase 1 guidelines for the incredible people of Georgia. They're incredible people. Now if I see something totally egregious, totally out of line, I'll do, but I think spas and beauty salons and tattoo parlors and barber shops in uh Phase one, we're
2: gonna have phase two very soon, is just too soon. Too soon for Georgia open, according to the president speaking about Georgia. And Dr. Fauci is saying that things need to be measured. So this is something that will continue to be a topic of discussion this afternoon. We'll monitor it here tonight in the Live Center. All
3: right, thank you, Mark. Here is a look at the latest coronavirus numbers for North Carolina. The number of rolling averages hit a new high today at roughly 300 per day. This graphic shows the curve in North Carolina based on those numbers. This line will fluctuate each day as new cases are announced, but it should offer us a glimpse of when cases really start to drop. Statewide, we are at more than 7,400 confirmed cases, 266 deaths, 10 of those in Wake County, and 434 people in the hospital.
1: This data will help drive the state's plan to reopen, which tops our big local headlines at this hour. WREL learned Governor Cooper will outline this plan tomorrow. Within the past hour, his office confirmed the briefing will start at 3 p.m. This will be a phased in approach. It's unclear the status of schools and when they will reopen. Again, this is information you will only see on WRAL. We have more on this outline right now on WRAL.com and we will carry the governor's comments live tomorrow on air and online. Also happening tomorrow, mass testing at Mount Air Farms in Siler City. After at least 11 employees at the meat processing facility tested positive, WRL's Joe Fisher spoke with an employee concerned about how this could escalate.
4: The setup is underway for two days of testing at Mount Air Farms. The company says all 1,900 employees at its Siler City plant will be tested for coronavirus after identifying 11 positive cases. Do you feel safe? When I come to work, definitely. An employee who did not want to be identified says Mount Air has installed barriers on the line and now requires workers to wear a face mask and face shield. Still, there's concern about the infections multiplying. I just feel like everyone needs to be be more cautious. It's really the awareness needs to be about self. You need to sit back and think to yourself about how, how serious you're taking this. State health officials say the priority is to first test employees and contractors experiencing symptoms. Mountain Air spokesman Mark Reef says they're already offering paid sick leave to workers. Are you worried at all that a dozen or so cases turns into two dozen or three dozen and it starts to impact your operations?
0: We're uh, aware that that could happen if we have to... Uh, adjust our operations to a lower level and we'll do that but at this at this time we don't have any plans to uh discontinue operations or to depopulate any bird
4: essential workers who plan to stay on the job say they're happy to be getting tested honestly for just for awareness and you know just take a take a load off my chest or whatever i would and they want customers to know the meat they're processing is safe this virus is could affect people not our chicken this testing right in the employee parking lot will also be open to family members of those people who are showing symptoms i did ask state health officials if they plan similar testing at the four other food processing facilities where there have been outbreaks they say there have been talks but nothing is planned
3: back to you all right joe fisher reporting there now among the new coronavirus deaths reported today the first inmate in state custody The inmate was being held at Pender Correctional Institute. The man died at the hospital due to pre-existing conditions complicated by COVID-19. The inmate was a man in his late 50s who started having symptoms on April 8th and was isolated. He died 13 days later. Two domestic cats in New York are the first in the country to be tested positive or that have been tested positive for coronavirus. WRO's Kirsten Gutierrez spoke to a veterinarian tonight about the cases and what pet owners should know. And she joins us live. Kirsten, what are the signs that we should be looking for as pet owners?
5: Darrell, Dr. Paige Wages tells us she's not concerned. She says there are about 50 million pets across the country, and if the virus spread easily among companion pets like cats and dogs, then vets like this one here behind me and those across the country would be overwhelmed with cases by now. Now, federal officials say the two cats who tested positive had mild respiratory symptoms and are expected to fully recover. Officials believe one of the cats caught the virus from its owner, who had previously tested positive for COVID-19. While the other cat may have been infected by a neighbor or an asymptomatic symptomatic household member. Wages tells us cats and ferrets are more sensitive to SARS, which is the same category as the coronavirus, but says contracting the virus is very rare.
6: I mean, the big message is not to stress about it, really. I know if I'm sick, I wanna be around my pets, so I can't say don't be with your animals. Um, but if you notice any clinical signs like respiratory signs coughing or seizing then i would have your pet checked
5: while there are still a lot of unknowns in this situation dr wages says that they don't have every any evidence to suggest that your pet could transmit that virus to a human. Now, coming up tonight on WREL at 11, we'll have more on the CDC's recommendations for pet owners and what you should do with your pets moving forward. Back to you, Gerald.
3: Yeah, so many facets of this virus that are still unknown. Kirsten Gutierrez, live in Raleigh. Thank you. A
5: new survey
1: finds Americans overwhelmingly support a second wave of coronavirus relief money. According to WalletHub, 84% of Americans say they want another wave of stimulus checks. Nearly 160 million people in the US, about 63%, are less than 3 months away from running out of money. 62% of Americans think every person should receive a stimulus check, but attitudes change with age. Millennials are more likely to think stimulus checks should only be given to people experiencing income loss. This comes as we cross the 700,000 mark for those applying for unemployment in North Carolina, which is roughly 14 percent of the state's total civilian workforce. Many of those are employees of small businesses hit especially hard by this crisis.
3: WRL's Mandy Mitchell has a look at the support the city of Raleigh has offered today as many business owners struggle to receive loans.
7: Streets are empty, doors are closed, and for many small businesses, getting government help has been a nightmare. And that's a problem for all of us. North Carolina has more than 900,000 small businesses. They are the backbone of our economy. I'm seeing a lot of small businesses who are successfully uh, reaching out to their customers and their community and saying, this is what we're doing and this is what you can do to help support our business right now. Creativity can only go so far. That's why the city of Raleigh set up a seminar to help small businesses navigate the many ways they can get help. The big thing right now is the Paycheck Protection Program, which ran out of money last week, but is expected to get more funds soon from Congress.
3: But there is um, a part of what passed through the Senate, uh, verbiage that allocates $60 billion to lenders that would typically have a smaller uh, small business uh, as a client.
4: I've been in banking for 30 years and it's certainly been one of the most generous programs that I have seen in my banking career.
7: The hope is that information in the next round of funding from the federal government will save small businesses leading to more jobs and better communities when this is over. Mandy Mitchell, WRL News, Raleigh.
0: And there is even more relief out there for small business owners. Raleigh Mayor Mary Ann Baldwin will join us in a moment to talk through those options and the big challenges still ahead for the city of Oaks. And a new warning from our Duke regional nurse on the front lines. Her latest video blog update next. Before the break, WREL's Mandy Mitchell showed us how small business owners actually received some support from the city of Raleigh today. Here to talk about additional resources and the long road ahead, Mayor Marianne Baldwin. Mayor, thanks for talking with us tonight.
6: Always happy to, David.
0: Uh, we're talking about the small business relief. It's a great start. Uh, you probably great. could use more money, but it is a good start, so tell us about it.
6: So we have been working um, for the past couple of weeks. First, um, we had to find the money um, to do this and identified resources in our economic development office and also um, reserves. We are investing uh, um, $1 million. Um, in funds um, managed by the Carolina Small Business Center and Wake Tech. Um, one is focused on small businesses with 49 or fewer employees, um, companies who made less than $2.5 million in revenue the previous year. Um, they will be eligible for up to a $10,000 grant. Wake Tech will be administering a um, a fund for micro businesses, those with 14 or fewer employees. Um, The whole idea of this program is to kind of tie our small business community over until some of the PPP funding and small business loans come in. We're trying to help them make sure that they can meet their rent payments and other expenses. And so look at this kind of as a bridge, um, Mm -hmm. a a bridge to the future. And these are grants. Um, So, uh, David, our goal is simply to try and ensure that our small businesses survive. They are the cultural... Um, No question. Wrath of our our city.
0: Oh yeah, no question. All right, let's go back a bit. You were on the council during the recession a decade ago. It was tough (laughs) at that time. How do you bring that experience into what you have to deal with now? A budget shortfall, maybe 20 or $30 million.
6: Yeah, it's, um, you know, I thought I lived through the um, once in a lifetime recession, obviously not. Um, what I'm trying to do right now is manage our council expectations. You know, we have a lot of new councillors, young. They came here with big ideas and wanted to do great things, and we still want to. But um, the fact is we're going to have to cut uh, 20 to $30 million um, to meet our budget projections and bring forward a balanced budget. So
0: what has to go on um, the back burner?
6: Well um, we already had one casualty that was our parks bond. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to ask voters to approve 100 to 150 million dollars for um, to support our parks. We're putting that on hold until next year and we are not going to be hiring non-essential personnel. There's a hiring phrase on, we're reviewing non-essential contracts. And we take that very seriously because those are contracts that our business community is also depending on um, for, for their futures. So we really have to look carefully at that and among staff. So those are the initial things. We're also asking everybody to submit um, plans for cuts in their departments.
0: Mayor, uh, we have less than a minute left here, but I, I feel confident you have watched what we have learned today that we think the governor is going to do tomorrow as he begins to make the announcement of, of how to begin to ease restrictions, what it's going to take. Are you in agreement with his thinking?
6: You know, I think the governor has done a great job managing us through all of this. He's been very confident and calm and deliberate. And he has great advice from um, Mandy Cohen and her department. I 100% support um, where he's heading with this. And I think the biggest mistake we could make is opening too soon and having seeing another surge. I think we need to depend on testing and trends and just ensuring that we have data to support our decisions.
0: Raleigh Mayor Mary Ann Baldwin, as always, good to see you. Thanks for your time tonight. And up next, an update and warning from a Duke Regional nurse on the front lines. We'll be right
3: back.
1: Today's update from Duke Regional ER nurse, Ashley Wheeler, comes with a warning.
3: She sent us her latest video blog within the past 90 minutes and pointed out a rise in patients at her hospital.
8: Today's been pretty okay. We are full right now. All the rooms have been full most of the day. Lots of patients that we are ruling out um, and testing. We do now have rapid testing as one of our options, so we select the test that makes the most sense for whether the patient's being admitted, going home, might need a procedure. There's a criteria for um, rapid testing. We apparently had a very busy day yesterday. I was not here, but for a census of about half what our normal busy day would be, we still admitted the same amount of people. So it was um, very high acuity with a lot of presentations with EMS. Um, Durham County brings us a lot of patients all the time. They are doing an absolutely great job, um, and their volume is staying pretty high through all this. I'm actually leaving early a little bit today uh, because my grandma is not doing so great and my uh, mom has to go and see her. Um, I only mention that because, you know, my family is just like everybody else's family. We're here working, but we have family members that we're worried about. Um, My mom's a retired ER nurse. She just retired in January, and so she feels like she is a deserter because she's not in the er during all this um my grandmother lives with my uncle who's an anesthesiologist he's been redeployed from doing heart cases to being in the icu a lot so of course we worry about him bringing something home and my grandmother getting sick Um, i have a sister-in-law just outside of atlanta they've been getting smacked around a little bit in georgia um lots and lots of cases and pretty full er most of the time and then i have a cousin who's a surgical resident and so i'm sure he's seeing a whole different caseload um with everything changed so you know my family is just like everybody else's family we have people who are also in the hospitals people that we worry about um People that we're just trying really, really hard not to get sick. So, again, we really appreciate people staying home and minimizing your contacts so that hopefully we can get through this with uh, as few exposures as possible because, uh, you know, people want to go out and do things and they may not be scared of getting sick, but they could catch something and share it with somebody down the line who is going to give it to their grandmother or their child. So it's not just about what we all individually want to do. We have to do this to take care of each other.
1: Oh, we wish her well. Yeah. Earlier this month, we introduced you to North Carolina nurse Kayla Cummins.
3: Yeah, the recent Winston-Salem State nursing graduate packed her bags and answered the call to help in New York City. This morning, she took some time with our Lena Tillette to talk about her time there so far.
8: What do you say to these people as they are really, uh, they know that things are not going well?
7: Yeah, so we've all learned not to make promises in healthcare, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but um, if the patients are of faith and they'll allow me to pray with them, I will. If they wanna just sit and talk for a few minutes, a lot of them that are having to go on the ventilators, they can't even get a couple of words out Mm -hmm. without being extremely short of breath. So sometimes just being there, holding their hand, um, just looking them in the eyes is helpful. Other than that, just being there, that's really the best that we can do.
4: What are you doing for yourself and your mental health right now?
7: I'm trying to work out in my hotel room, and I get on FaceTime and see my family a lot.
8: Kayla, again, thank you so much.
3: I love her attitude. Mm -hmm. That does it for our News at 7.
1: See you at 10 and 11. Have a great night.